0: so how do we identify so that we can confess and forsake at communion remember communion is where we make sure that we have clean hands and pure hearts so how can we take communion with cleansed hands and with a cleansed heart well the gospel is all about the reality that i'm a failure because of sin and only christ becoming my substitute taking my sin and guilt and shame gives me any hope The cross is a constant reminder that on my own I'm unable to do the right and I'm unable to stop sinning I'm helpless to do anything about my weaknesses, my fears, and my problems The best source of insight into pride is an examination of ourself Asking honestly which of these areas apply to me Pride does not want to wait Pride does not want to try for fear of failure Pride makes me break the rules, bend the rules, and impose my own rules on others because I want to resist all of your rules. Pride makes me resentful when corrected, hurt when disappointed, impatient when hindered, greedy when given choices. Now, think of this. When someone corrects me, if my instant response is resent. Pride has been detected. When I get disappointed in something that happens, if I get hurt about that, that's an evidence of pride. When I'm hindered in my plans and I become impatient about it, that's not acknowledging that God is all powerfully causing everything to work together for good, and any disappointment or hindrance is a part of His plan. When I get impatient, when I have a choice and get greedy, it's a sign of pride. Remember old well, Lot? Lot looked and picked the best for himself. What a quintessential portrait of pride Lot was. And look at how his life turned out. He was a believer, but he lost everything. When, when I speak of rivals, if I'm critical, it's a sense of pride. Did you know a humble person can find something good to say about everyone? They can find some shred of truth or reflection of God's character, even in the worst. Jealous when seeing others advance is a sign of pride. Untruthful, when confronted, because we want to protect ourselves. And when we get slighted by anyone, distance. All, those are all the hallmarks of pride. Pride makes me unreliable because you can't tell me what to do and when. Pride makes me unloving because I won't sacrifice for you. Pride makes me unteachable because you can't correct me. And pride makes me competitive because I will always outdo you. That's how we're wired. Every one of us in this room. And unless we allow God to rewire us, we'll go through life that way. Well, humility is a choice. James 4 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he will lift you up. What can happen if we humble ourselves in the sight of God? There are several immediate results of a humbled life. Humbled believers spend less money. Did you know that? You wanna, you wanna help your budget this year? Humble yourself in the sight of God. Why? Because so much spending is prompted by pride. Keeping up, showing off, having the latest, being able to just be in. You know, that's part of why humble people get so much done for the Lord. They have a lot more resources of time and money because they're not living for their own pleasures. Humble believers trim their schedules of what doesn't please God. But just as selfish activity, which is prompted by our pride, keeps us up with everyone else, then we have, when we trim our schedules, we have more time for ministry because God's work is first and our pleasures are distant second. Because life isn't about us, it's about him. Humble believers find God's word attracts them more than their hobbies and pursuits because they've stopped living for themselves. Humility means I don't have to be asked nicely and reminded and and recognized before I'll serve Christ's church. Rather, I know I'm Christ's bondservant and I go around looking for ways to serve him. Basically, we can say this humility takes the attraction away from sports, the captivation away from finances the fascination away from media as God's grace makes the world offensive to me and God becomes more important than my entertainment and my pursuits most people God is second in their life believers when you listen to their schedule many believers look on Sunday as the day that they can do everything that they want to do they deserve it rather than absolutely sacrificing it as an offering to God. It's amazing to think. Well, this is what the Bible says. Galatians 6, 14. And this is what communion's about. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what the cross does. And this is what communion reminds us. By whom the world has been crucified to me. The more I am crucified with Christ, The world becomes crucified to me. The world offends me. The world and all of its rebellion against God offends me. And the more I'm crucified with Christ, I become crucified to the world. Has less and less and less hold on me. Therefore, practicing biblical humility is wanting a life that God gets all the glory from.